Joshua Cribs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Washed it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung out and drilled, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Hello and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan Simpson, sitting here with Brendan Ward. And you know what? We have one thing to say today. Today is one of the most important days of the year. It's election day, not the presidential election. It's the election day of what GMs are going to elect who they trade for another player. But before that, on a for real note, I just want to say, Adel, my good buddy, buddy, I'm happy that you're all good. Um, prayers up to you, buddy. Much love. Get better soon. Yeah, I don't know you, but I heard the story. And prayers up. So we're going to open up with Fantasy League update. Um, not going to beat around the bush. Uh, Kyle White smoked me like a roach on his apartment floor. Yes, I got smoked by Kyle White. I thought I was going to have him, but he had this. I thought I was going to be the sneaky good team. He had the sneakiest good team in the Any Given Podcast yeah. fantasy football league. We're, we, back, back, in, back in the day when we were clowning on him for taking Tom Brady third or, in the third round. Uh, I just didn't think he had a shot, and look at him now. He's what's he sitting at? He's sitting at uh, number three, and that's just because the two teams in front of him have been, been kind of on fire all year uh, with Devil Lettuce Waffle at seven and one. Yeah, um, they said I was going to be one and thirteen. Uh, I've definitely beaten one and thirteen, so I'm happy with that. But it's never a fun time losing to say your co-host or. Kyle White or your brother. Uh, it's just not a fun time. <laughs> that's, that, that's that, those are the say. losses you're racking up, the ones that count. I'm pretty sure I lost to Ian, right? Uh, I don't remember Ian. I remember you losing to me and Kyle, but that's... Uh, I beat my dad, so that was cool. Yeah, you got the win over T. I lost to T, so there we go. And then I... Uh, there's not much to talk about in terms of my week because I played the worst team in the league and just kind of breezed to a W... I had Mike Evans on last night. And I don't even know what he scored, to be honest. He did pretty good. He got he I pretty much he got the game win touchdown. I seen he scored a touchdown, but yeah. I, uh, well, I was watching the game, so I know he scored a touchdown, but I didn't. I didn't check what he scored in fantasy because coming into Monday, I was already winning. I already won, and I was up by like twenty five. So it, it, there was no consequence for me there. But it catapults me just above you for that last last playoff spot. At, Currently, both sitting at 500. My team just likes to score a little more than yours. Yeah, and I, and, and I would say that's mostly on Josh Allen's part. 
because what what's going on with you, Josh Allen? These past what three weeks, he is not playing like, like the Josh Allen we saw in the beginning of the season. It's a completely different quarterback, and uh, I really like. I know they got the W uh, and an important W over the Patriots, but it, it's something that he need they need to figure out because if they want to. You could argue that coming into this year, Buffalo was one of those top four or five teams uh, that you would call legit contenders, uh, not only for their own division for the first time in decades, yeah. right? Uh, now they were looking at maybe making that hop. They've been in the playoffs, making that hop to a divisional round win or a conference championship win, getting to that Super Bowl, but... With the way he's playing right now, I don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, like something switched in his head. Uh, not in a good way. Not in a good switch in your head. In a bad way, he's like, you know, walking backwards. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's a fantastic quarterback. We've been praising him all season. And the only thing I can think of is that, that Titans game. That they ended up playing on Tuesday night because that's kind of where it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got kind of destroyed by the Titans on that Tuesday night game. They put up, a, yeah. They put up a, the forty burger. On yeah, them. they got they got beat really bad, and maybe because he instantly after a win on that Sunday went from playing a Thursday night game to automatically not playing for eight more days. Mm-hmm. So it, it threw off his schedule. It threw off everything, and it's taking it's unfortunately taking him three or four weeks now to get it back. Yeah. Um, and I understand when you're an NFL quarterback in your third season, any season, maybe not rookie. Rookie, you can adjust a little bit. But any of those seasons and your mind is set like, all right, we're playing you know, Sunday, 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 or Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, something like that. And then you get a Tuesday night game, throws everything off. Um, I completely agree with that. Moving on, we're going to get to the NFL Real NFL, not fantasy NFL. The Browns battled the Raiders in pretty much a classic Cleveland forecast game. You saw all different seasons in uh, 60, 60 minutes of football. So I don't know who Fox put on the call of the game uh, because I was out of town, so I had to watch that call. But whoever was calling it called it grapple. Yeah. And I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, that was just, does grapple mean everything? First, the wind's going 20 miles an hour this way, then 15 the other way. Then it said rain, sleet, snow, hail, whatever, whichever one you could think of. They had that all at the same time. So I'm guessing that's what grapple means, but I've never heard it called grapple before, and I was just sitting there laughing. I think Chris McNeil, don't. Don't quote me on this, but I believe it was Chris McNeil said this was something that um, his older relatives at Thanksgiving would try to get him an app for him to invest in. Put your money into Grapple. Grapple. It'll fix all your, you know, your financial problems, which is a very funny tweet. I believe it was Chris McNeil, but if it wasn't, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you just can't recall exactly who it was. Uh, but with that, uh, facing that horrendous weather, the Browns end up falling 16-6. to after a, just a very bad day from the defense. Now, stats don't do Baker Mayfield justice. Uh, 12 for 25 for 122 yards and no touchdowns. Like, like we said, though, the wind was horrendous. 
You had some quality drops from David Njoku and stuff like that. Uh, you had the overturned touchdown from Jarvis Landry, which going back just doesn't make sense if you're going to call Hunter Renfro's touchdown later in the right. game the for same? the same exact thing. Yeah, There's not really much difference in the two, except it almost, to me, looked like Landry had possession quicker than Hunter Renfro did. So moving on from that, it's just things like Kareem Hunt only getting 66 yards uh, on the ground and only seven yards in the air, or Jarvis Landry being targeted 11 times but only having four catches. Uh, I have down here, they, but they only had six drives offensively, but in, and they moved. The, the offense moved. They just didn't finish. Yeah. I, like they always say, always be a finisher. Always, you always got to finish. And in anything, in business, in football, in baseball, talking to the ladies or the men, whichever you prefer, you always have to finish. I'm going to sit here and say that I cannot stand the Baker Mayfield hate that he's getting right now. Like they were saying, like, this is just an exclamation point on why Baker Mayfield should be traded or should be benched. Why would you bench Baker Mayfield? He was on point. There was a couple that were a little too, uh, a little too high over. You carried know, by Wayne. Yeah, it was a terrible game. I understand that, but Baker seemed on point. He didn't seem too hurried up to get the throw off, or he didn't seem scared in the pocket like he has some games. And he, I, to me, he played a great game. And it was most of it was those important drop passes, or it was Bryant's fumble. Yeah, Bryant's fumble was a killer. Uh, to me, at the beginning there, it, it almost killed the game to me for the Browns. Uh, they were looking to respond to the missed field goal, take advantage of a lot of stuff, and maybe even in a game like that, you, do, you score early like that, especially after a change of possession the way it happened. You, you could win the game that early. And you're talking about a seven-point seven swing there, possibly, depending on if Parky makes an extra point. Uh, and then you're talking about a three-point game later in the game rather than a ten-point game. And Baker Mayfield doesn't have to sell out at the end of the game to try to score two times. When I, when I saw that fumble, I wasn't too worried because I was like, you know what? We got this. Baker can come back, you know. Yeah, that was extremely unfortunate. He just got the ball sniped right out of his hands. There's no it's not it's not his fault. No, he got, yeah. he got stripped. Yeah, That's it's just a fact. Heck of a play. Uh I can't I can't remember exactly which DB that was, but heck of a play by the defender. That that's all you could say about it. Uh he was literally like you said turning and the defender hit it as soon as he turned. Yeah. It happened. It got sniped out of his hands. It happens. You don't want to make those mistakes. But the blame 100% now needs to be on the defense. Absolutely. Before we get into the D, I just want to say one thing. Normally, I would blame Cody Parkey <coughs> on that missed field goal. But he was, well, he was two for three in that win. And the other one, the win took it in a, a point. Yeah. You can't blame Cody Parkey on that, which I wanted to. Everything in my body told me I wanted to. Blame Cody Parkey, say how he's a trash kicker, like I said when we first re-signed him. But you can't 
you can't say it because to, he had two clutch field goals. He's been pretty good for the Browns. And to be fair, when they first signed him, the lasting the lasting memory and the last memory you thought of Cody Parkey was double doing mm-hmm. it to lose a playoff game against the Eagles when it, while he was in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Browns defense now. Yes, Browns defense now. Uh, Sorry, just I just think, had to. I just had to throw no, that I, in. I get you. I get you. Browns defense, terrible performance. Only forcing one punt, allowing scores on four of seven drives. Now that doesn't sound too crazy, but one is the missed field goal due to the wind at the beginning of the game, and then the other one is the final drive of the game, where if the Browns got to stop, they could put themselves back in conversation to maybe make something happen. And they just got the Raiders got a first down on a 16-yard Josh Jacobs run, who just tore the Browns apart for 31 oh. carries and 128 yards, despite the fact that he's been having a absolutely shit year. Yeah. No, he looked like the Josh Jacobson of last year. Yes. He he looked fantastic against our defense, which I'm not blowing smoke up his behind. I'm not gonna swear like you. I'm I'm taking off swearing, but. <laughs> They blew, uh, I'm not to blow smoke up his behind, but he looked fantastic. Another thing that I wanted to bring up there was why couldn't we make a single defensive stop from our secondary? Uh, I watched Andrew Sandejo get blown up. Uh, I wouldn't even say blown up. I would just say, like, make a stupid effort. Because uh, he was in the right spot. He was there. He just would not you know, grab, wrap up, and drive, he would just, and, like, throw himself at the play. Yeah. And you can't make an accurate tackle just throwing yourself at the play. Like, that first play that they looked at with uh, Booker, the backup running back, Mm -hmm. that they said that, oh, that is that hard run where he ran over Sandejo is what sparked Josh Jacobs to come back in and run as hard as he did. He didn't really run over Sandejo. Mm -hmm. Sandejo went to... Goldberg spear him, and when you're in midair and a 200-pound running back is coming at you, he's just going to drive you whichever way he wants to go. Yeah. Um, Sendejo, I'm a little (coughs) upset that he is the starting safety for the team, but who can we really get with uh, with Grant out with the – with the injury that he sustained in, not really training camp. What would uh, you call that? Like, I think it was like OTAs or um, in like voluntary like workouts almost. It yeah. wasn't wasn't training camp just yet. But you're right. Uh, there's you don't really want to go invest in a guy that if you have Delpit back next year is not gonna play. Yeah. Because whether or not Delpit is the answer. You lost a year, and you got to find that out next year. Mm-hmm. So I get, like, maybe not wanting to invest in, like, trade assets or, or draft capital or things like that. Now, uh, with the fact that you're still sitting on $31 million of cap space, it might be go time to go find a veteran, maybe Earl Thomas or maybe some other veteran that we're not thinking about that has some experience because – they, they, they seem to have done that, right? B.J. Goodson hasn't been super terrible. Yeah. he He's not helping the run at all. But in terms of, like, in the right spot and making some plays, he's there. But you need three linebackers, not one. Uh, I think 
they, they've done well at kind of getting those type of guys, except for Sendejo, mm-hmm. for some reason, just – I thought it'd be a good pickup because of what he did in Minnesota, but he just hasn't been the same guy, and that's probably why Minnesota let him go. Yeah, and if I was Kevin Stefanski, after watching these last eight games that they played, after that game, I would walk up to Sendejo and say, hey, get some gist for men. Dye your hair black. Don't do the whole, you're gonna, you know, the whole gonna... Instagram model gray hair. Get rid of that. Dye your hair black. Focus on football. Quit trying to be cute and make some damn stops. If you're going to play like you're 40, don't look like you're 55. Right. Just get some just for men. Don't try to, don't try to be cute with the uh, salt and pepper going on. It, tar- just, it, it targets the gray hairs. Yeah. Just diet it. Or not diet it. Diet. But also, you might want to get on a diet, too. And like a lean meat diet, so you can bulk up and make those stops that you're not making. Uh, I don't even know if you need to bulk up. Just stop leaving your feet, man. You can't push through somebody when you're trying to spear them. It doesn't work unless your opponent is pulling himself backwards. That's why Goldberg can spear through people, right? Because people fall backwards when he hits them on purpose. <laughs> I mean, and it's also not high school football. Yeah, you're not hitting some kid. You're, hitting you're not you're not hitting a 150-pound kid that just they brought up from JV because of an injury that happened to one of their varsity guys. Um, I have some friends that love Sendejo. I don't get it. I think he should be gone. I think they should not retire the number 23, but the number 23 should never be worn in Cleveland again. Joe Hayden, Sendejo, no bueno. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's no bueno. I'm just saying, uh, Sendejo is in the back end of that, and Derrick Henry is coming up, and me, a significantly larger man, would still rather get shot in the leg than try to tackle Derrick Henry. So maybe learn how to use your arms quickly. I mean, if Derrick Henry was running at me and I was on the defense, I would just move aside and hand him a cup of water like the people that, at Marathon. If like, that defense that shows up, showed up on Sunday shows up in that Titans game, oh, Derrick Henry's going to have like 279 yards or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's they won't even have to throw the ball. They're just going to every time. Yeah. Tannehill will throw five times for 45 yards. Yeah. But Derrick Henry will have six touchdowns. Or Speaking of the Titans game after the Week 9 bye, the Browns are looking to get, hopefully, knock on wood, Nick Chubb back, who was an essential part of our offense. They said he is making great progress, and hopefully he can be back for Week 10. Um, I believe they said Wyatt Teller. He, I don't know if he's scheduled to be back for Week 10, but he's, he's working on it, and they said for sure that Hooper will be back for Week 10. Yeah, Hooper's uh, kind of – we didn't talk about it last week because we didn't really – it wasn't really announced till later on Monday, so it didn't really. It wasn't even like that big of a thing. Uh, he missed that game last week and this week because appendicitis. He yeah. had a emergency removal of his appendix, and once you had, anytime you have surgery, you're going to be laid up for a while. Uh, two weeks sounds about right, and him being back, especially after a bye, I imagine he'll he'll practice fully uh, over the bye, whatever they do, go in the building because they are currently out and uh, they're doing video training only sessions because they said an active player they didn't name who it was 
had COVID-19 on Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of curious <coughs> as to who had COVID. Um, I hope it's not – let me say I, I don't – let me rephrase this. Um, there's no good way to say yeah, it. There's no, I hope it's, just, yeah, there's no – it's gonna, better to just stay off of it because if you can't think of the words, it's just going to be misconstrued somewhere right. else. Yeah. No matter what your intentions are. No matter, I'm sure they were fine, and I'm sure they were good. It's just I'm just not going to somebody say on the other yeah. side of that is they gonna, can cut it up yeah, and do all somebody that. on the other side of that is gonna gonna say it, and you're gonna get attacked on Twitter or something. So um, appendicitis, you know, killed Houdini. It did. I didn't know. I'm pretty that. sure it was Houdini. He got punched in the stomach. He didn't know he had appendicitis, and it instantly burst. And oh. Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, so it's good that they caught it early. Yeah, well, it's it's deadly if it bursts. Yeah. It's it's not something to play around with. Sure, it's not the biggest thing that you have to worry about in terms of your terminal health mm-hmm. because oftentimes it is just a quick, let me get in there real quick and pull it out. And right, and then, like, you know, take two weeks of yeah, just chill healing out. and then you're fine. Yeah, just chill out. So it's not like the worst thing to have to deal with. Uh, but it is, if it does burst, get really deadly really quick. And it's not like something you want to deal with. And considering it doesn't really have a use in your body. Right. Unless you're eating raw meat and yeah. dead animal. Well, not dead animal. Dead yeah. raw animals <laughs> yeah. that you found on the side of the road. Roadkill. There you yeah, go. Yeah, don't, don't eat roadkill. Don't ever stop on the side of the road. I don't care if you eat deer, if you're a hunter or anything like that. If a deer is dead on the side of the road, please do not stop and grab it. <laughs> All right, so moving on from the Browns, um, around the NFL. Around the NFL. If you want me to start. Uh, all right, so on Thursday night, the Atlanta Falcons came in and they declawed the Carolina Kitties. 25 to 17, the Vikings plundered the Acme Packers 28 to 22. The Bengals came and de-shielded the Titans 31 to 20. The Seattle Seahawks came in and they stole all the gold from the San Francisco 49ers 37-27. The Chiefs came in and they said, "We're not the Chiefs anymore. We're your captain." To the New York Jets 35-9. The New Orleans Saints said, hey, Bears, you better count your blessings because we just won 26-23. The Indianapolis Colts came in, and they horse-kicked the Detroit Lions 41-21. The Broncos came in, and they said, hey, that lightning doesn't scare my horses because we just beat the Los Angeles Chargers 31-30. The Pittsburgh Steelers came in and said, hey, you dirty birds, I'm going to put you into a uh, a pot of molten hot steel the Steelers beat the Ravens 28-24. <clears throat> this one's going to suck. But the Oakland Raiders come in, and they completely took over the Paul Brown, Cleveland Brown ship 16-6. The autumn wind truly is a Raider. Yeah. Miami Dolphins, they said, hey, you might be badass on land, but not in the water. And they pulled the Rams down into their water, and they beat the Los Angeles Rams 28-17. The Buffalo Bills said, hey, you might have killed us back in the day, but guess what, Patriots? We're going to kill you, 24-21. The Cowboys walked into the, <laughs> walked into the Eagles' nest and said, hey, look at this gun. The Eagles said, hey, look at these talons. 
and they tore the hell out of the boys, 23-9. The Buccaneers... <laughs> the Buccaneers took their ship up to New... <laughs> up to New York and said, hey, Giants, you might be big, but we have knives in our mouth, and they cut them up 25-23. I like it, man. Very impressive. Uh, yeah, some of those uh, just were – there were a couple surprises once I, once you started getting to them that I forgot about. Uh, Steelers still being undefeated kind of upsets me a little bit. That's a little that's yeah. a little hard to deal with, but, but, but th- their time will come. They still have, I believe, the, a Chiefs team on the schedule and – Things like that. That was the toss-up, though. Like, that was the one game that I was really conflicted about this week. Like, I hate the Steelers and the Ravens equally, but I don't want the Steelers to be undefeated. So am I rooting for the Ravens? Oh, it was, like, it was tough. Like, what, uh, who do I root for here? I was sitting in a hotel room with the Steelers, Ravens. I hear Browns, <laughs> Browns and stuff on my phone. Yeah. It was. It was uh, I had to pay attention to both of them, like you said. It, it was tough. With that being said, my man, what is your biggest surprise of the week? I, I probably could call it because I think it will be anybody's biggest surprise of the week, but what do you got for me? Uh, I would have to say when the Bengals came in and they de-shielded the Titans. Uh, yeah, for me for me too. Uh, I'd love to disagree with you and tell you there was something different because there, had, there were a couple surprises. You could probably vote for Minnesota beating Green Bay and things like that, but the Titans were in the AFC Championship game last year, and the Cincinnati Bengals br- – Bengals bring in rookie Joe Burrow at quarterback and go in. Uh, at one point, it looked like they didn't even deserve to be on the same field, uh, and it ended up only being an 11-point win. But still, it was it was surprising to me to look down at the ticker at the bottom and be like, oh, crap, what are the Bengals doing right now? Yeah. Um, look, I liked Joe Burrow when he was at LSU just because, you know, Dayton guy. Yeah. From Ohio, or Athens guy, Athens, I'm sorry, yeah, Athens guy, from Ohio, obviously, he, they overlooked him at OSU, and he, he said, you know what, I'm going to transfer, he goes to LSU, what happens, they win a national championship, the Buckeyes don't, so, and he comes in, he's got the most passer rating, or the most passing yards of any rookie quarterback in his first eight weeks. I'm just saying, his team is, and he's that team was very bad last year, and he's putting, he's making them very competitive. Yeah, uh, they, I know they, they won like two games last year, and they've only won three or four this year, but it is only halfway through the season, and they're, they're getting so, they're getting better, and the, the future of the AFC North is scary. Yeah, um, I think the Steelers, if the Steelers figure out, because obviously, Devlin and Devlin and Mason are not. Yeah, they're not. They're not the answer. Yeah. They they need to find a predecessor for Ben Roethlisberger. But if they do, the the, the future of the AFC North could be anybody's ballgame. Word around town is they're trying to get Haskins out of Washington and bring him to the Steelers, which Tomlin Haskins might work. Yeah, I I hate to say it, but I wouldn't hate seeing that. Even though I hate the Steelers. As much as I would love to see the Steelers just go on a run like the Browns have been for the last 20 years. Sorry, 19 years. Yeah, just putrid. Yeah, I would love to see that. But I I just love the fact that we could have a competitive, we could be the best division in the NFL, bring the competition back to where it's not the Bengals and the Browns sitting in the basement, and it's just Ravens-Steelers. So I would definitely love that. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, with that being said, we're going to play a new game. Rapid Fire Division winners. I wanted to, since it is right after halfway through the season, we're going to go through each division, both AFC and NFC. You have 15 seconds to tell me who at the end of the year is going to win the division. And then if you want, I'll sell it over to you. You say the divisions. I'll give you my winners. All of two minutes to complete a segment. You ready? Yeah. AFC North. AFC North. Uh, Steelers. AFC South. AFC South. Um, shit. This is going to – oh, god damn it. Um, Bucks. Uh, that's NFC. Um, shit. Titans, Texans, Colts, uh, Jaguars. Colts. AFC East. AFC East. I am taking Bills. And AFC West. AFC West, I am taking – I'm going to go with my Chargers. Chargers to win the division. All right. Watch out. Watch out for Herbert. All right. NFC North. NFC North, I am taking – Oof. Packers. NFC South. NFC South, I am taking – That's – All right. This you is, said Bucks earlier for AFC South. I, I know. Uh, Bucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, you threw me off when you got me all mixed up. All right, go on. AFC West. AFC West, I'm going to take I mean, NFC West. NFC West, I'm taking the Seahawks. All right, and NFC Least. Oh, NFC Least? Watch out for Daniel Jones. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's still very possible. That's just the division-leading Eagles have three wins, so it's still very possible. All right, whenever you're ready. Okay. Uh, we're going to start here. I'm going to switch it off on you. NFC East? NFC East? Uh, oh, Giants. NFC North. Lions. NFC South. Bucks. NFC West. Cardinals. AFC North. Ravens. AFC West. Chiefs. AFC South. Titans. AFC North. Or East. Sorry. Bills. There you go. Okay. See, see you... You were the one that wrote this, so you already practiced this. You knew what you were going to say. I really didn't. You caught me off guard. I just I That's just, why I AFC South, I was like, Bucks, and I was like, oh. wait. I, that's second. why I explained it, man. It ain't no big deal. It's the first time we ever played it. You did good. You said 15 seconds. You put me on the hot seat. You, you put me on the hot seat. At, so I, at least you didn't say Lions were going to win the NFC North, man. I can't believe I said that. I'm so mad at myself. No, hey, I love the Lions. I love Matthew Stafford. Matthew I like Stafford Matthew is a great Stafford quarterback. too, but come on, man. The Lions aren't going to win that division. Packers are going to win the North. <laughs> I, <laughs> just what? When I said it, I, could, I almost didn't want to continue. I almost wanted to just stop and immediately crack on myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of the things. I didn't even – that was the one thing, like, when you first sent me this, I don't know why I just went over rapid-fire division winners. Like, it was just like, was, I don't know what – I read it, and I said rapid-fire, and for some reason, rapid-fire division – that's what hit my head, and I was like, what is that, like a Major League Soccer team? Or I'm just going <laughs> to keep reading. Because <laughs> they got, you know, they got the Chicago Fire. So I didn't yeah. Grand Rapids Fire? I don't know. <laughs> All right, moving on from that, Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers. What, it's time to start making a decision on him as well. Uh, will miss at least six weeks after re-aggravating his previous high right ankle sprain Sunday against the Seahawks. It's at least six weeks, but if it requires surgery, he's done for the year. Uh, mm-hmm. After getting some decent, a decent amount of money from the 49ers, uh, he did take them to the Super Bowl last year. But uh, Super Bowl hangover is here. Uh, no Nick Bosa, no Jimmy Garoppolo. Could you, I, could you say that he 
Yeah, no. I mean, I know you, you can't say that he's the leader of that team or he was the MVP of that team and the reason they got there. That rushing attack was ridiculous. And, I mean, they could honestly probably still win football games with Nick Mullins, but without Jimmy G, you got to think that Kyler is going to be, be – you're going to take Kyler over Nick Mullins to lead the Cardinals to win that division or Russell Wilson, who might be this year's MVP. Might be. I mean – I mean, he's probably the front runner, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not going to call him the MVP eight weeks into the season, but right now, Russell Wilson is without a doubt the front runner for MVP. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, Jimmy G. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's a solid quarterback. He knows how to read a defense. He knows how to make these plays. The Super Bowl was kind of a fluke. Uh, Kyle Shanahan knew how to work, thought he knew how to work the Chiefs' defense by using the run game. Um, If Jimmy G does go down for the season, do you think Nick Mullins would – here's the thing. Would you have Nick Mullins be your number two or, like, your starter for this year, and then when the draft comes, would you draft another quarterback, or would you – you stick with Nick Mullins. You gotta think that they're starting to look. And I know we say Dustin Crum to a lot of people. <laughs> I know. I'm you read my mind. <laughs> but uh, with Jimmy G coming back and still having a contract, it almost works perfectly. You know what I'm saying? It gives mm-hmm. the kid time to develop, which is what he needs. He's right now. He can't go to New England because New England mm-hmm. needs a guy now. Cam yeah. Newton might not be the guy anymore. Sure, mm-hmm. he looked good early, but no, it's just not it. I think um, I think the best team – I'm sorry to get off track of the 49ers, but I think the best team now – I've been thinking about this for the last week. I think the best team for Dustin Crum to go to is to get drafted by the Colts and sit behind Phillip Rivers. Well, depending on how long Phil has, he might be done. Phil might be – you think he's – no, I mean, he, he's already got a job, bro. I'm just saying, if he has to sit behind a quarterback, Tampa or yeah, the Colts. Brady's going to be here for a while. I, Tampa, great, uh, which is the same reason everyone's saying that Josh Rosen being on that practice squad is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that sort of thing. But we're going to go ahead and move on from the Jimmy G. The trade deadline today. What was that? Just nothing. Uh, uh, I felt like I was watching SNL for the last ten years. A, a, a joke. The, the, I mean, the Chiefs. A terrible joke. The Chiefs send Williams down to Miami, but that's literally it. Yeah. Uh, some things happened over the weekend. Uh, Everson Griffin went to Detroit. Uh, Seahawks traded for a receiver. Uh, and then on Monday, uh, Avery Williamson from the Jets went to the Steelers. But nothing. I think Andrew Barry was like me and lets his phone charge until like 5 or 10, 15%, and then takes it off and lets it die for a while and then plugs it back in and then gets all these updates. I think he lit it, just let his phone die until four o'clock today and was just like oh oh i got some you know people asking for njoku yeah absolutely right (laughs) uh uh but and then so that's all we're really gonna say about that we would have loved to give you so much of an update but there just wasn't anything you know what one last thing that i've written down here about the trade deadline why did the green bay packers not try to make a move for a running back they have three oh, yeah. running backs no. in quarantine right now. 
Uh, I, maybe they just uh, Jamal Williams looked good on Sunday. But maybe that's what it, it just 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 what it is. Do they hate? Do, honestly, do they hate Aaron Rodgers that much? They didn't give him anything to work with in the draft. They took Jordan Love in the first round. Um, well, they it, wouldn't pick it, up a running back. It, it does seem like that, right? It seems like uh, they just do not want to uh, help him. You know what I'm saying? Sure, Devontae Adams is there, but he's literally it. So when you see a stat line that is like 15, y- 15 catches for 195 yards for Devontae Adams with three touchdowns, it's because that's what had to happen for the Packers to win a game mm-hmm. because that offense without Aaron Jones is literally Devontae Adams and, 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 Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I said, Williams looked good on Sunday, but he's not going to be your permanent answer. People are going to figure out him. Aaron Jones is one of the top running backs in the league, and being without him is going to be a problem. Uh, just just all sorts of those things. Uh, so I wonder what I just don't know who they would add is my question. They could uh, always call up Eddie Lacy. I mean, if he stays off the China food. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Because uh, I doubt he's going to, gonna. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <coughs> I mean, he had that one, he had, what, his rookie year was fantastic. And everyone was like, oh, so what, he's big. He's, he's the next bus. And then he just, he didn't, wouldn't stop. <laughs> he like, said they were like, hey, who cares if he's big? And then he's like, yeah, all right. You think this is big? Yeah, <laughs> right? And then. <laughs> I can get bigger. It's the first time Plus. I've ever been, like, paying attention to sports, and uh, ESPN pops up, and it's like, hey, Eddie Lacy gets weight incentive contract. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And, I, like, I know, like, linemen and stuff have that kind of stuff because they want them at exact weights and stuff like that. And I, I feel like everybody does. Yeah, but his was you like, got to make gotta weight. Lose. It's like wrestling yeah. and, like, playing, uh, like, peewee football. And stuff. you got to make is, weight. Because this is what the trainers say your peak performance is. But his was like, hey, if you lose 50 pounds – we'll give you a million dollars. And I was like, for a million dollars, I'd lose 400. I'd be for 30. a million dollars. I'd be 30 pounds for a million dollars. I might just get extra. I, I could get bodybuilder big. I, I, I wouldn't even live at home. Like you'd, you'd catch me sleeping in, in the, in the locker room at the gym. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, like I would never leave that place. I'd want to sweat. I'd, I'd maybe even sleep in a sauna just so it'd make me sweat 24 seven. I'd wake up and shower I'd be a prune. <laughs> you, 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 you wouldn't catch me for a million dollars. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, uh, so the weight, uh, the weight management thing, that's what they did. I think we talked about this months ago with uh, Pablo Sandoval when the Red Sox signed yeah. that giant contract. That was just a big sham so that the Giants didn't have to pay him that money. The uh, Red Sox took that money. Pablo gained a bunch of weight. Red Sox cut him. He went back to the Giants, lost all the weight that he had in Boston. <laughs> He's still playing. But uh, moving on from trade deadline and talking about China food and Eddie Lacy. And NFL in general. And NFL in general. We're going to move on to the NBA. Adam Silver says the NBA still has no date set in stone for the upcoming season which he is pushing, him and the NBA are pushing extremely hard with the Players Union and the Players Association to get that December 22nd start so they can have their Christmas game. Yeah, and uh, you, you got to start thinking, if, if not then, when, right? Because yeah. 
how far into January can you go and still try to pull off 72 games so that it's not just another bubble season? Or are you going to do that? Are you going to be like, hey, we're going to have a 50-game season and we're going to take everybody down to Orlando now? Yeah. And, and, and do it that way because – and it's time to start making those decisions because then, then you start talking with television and things like that and understanding that you're, all, you're once again, you are not going to have – your arena is full and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And maybe it becomes a thing where they can do four or five games at a time down in Disney and offer that, offer it, offer tickets to the games, to people that are down there. Yeah. So then like if you're scheduling a trip in April to go down and, and you're a fan of basketball, Hey, you can catch And then they sell it as a once. When, when is this ever going to happen again? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They sell it as that, and I feel like they can make a lot of money that way. And but you're gonna have to give percentages of that to each team because they are the ones losing the revenue. The NBA isn't. Well, here's the thing with the NBA. The NBA, I guess they did a smart thing with the bubble, uh, but they completely wrecked next season's season. Yeah, for next season's. Does that make sense? The next what, season. The right. next season. Like, baseball, they did 60 games so that they can have the World Series at the same time as they always have. The NFL started on time, same thing. The NBA ends in June, so starting in December would push that back to August, September? Yeah. I, well, they still want to get it all in by June, the next season. They're trying to put 72 games in in five months which has never been done before because they normally do it in seven or eight. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be tough for them. Uh, but like you said, the it, baseball ended in October, mm-hmm. early, well, late October this year. But if it seeps in in November, that's kind of normal, right? Yeah. Uh, but basketball normally ends in June. This year it ended October 12th. Remember back in 03 when LeBron debuted? Mm-hmm. October 17th, 03. Yeah. So they normally start a week later than what they ended this year. Yeah. So you're going to try to fit a whole offseason by December 22nd, which is if it's what has to happen for them to do it and if they can come to an agreement. But there is that union and there is that kind of stuff that prohibits them from, from doing all that. Why wouldn't they just start at the beginning of December? Because half the teams in the league weren't in the bubble. You – you and let it, these guys rest for a month, you know, a month and a half, whatever, and then you let them get back in there. So they're back in shape. They're all working out the same as they would on the offseason. If, it, if it's a thing where Miami and Los Angeles have to start a week later or two weeks later yeah, so and be make it. up games later, so be it. Yeah. Because they're really the only ones you truly – everyone else has been out for a month already. They've been out a week or two. Yeah. Right? So they're the ones that are, like, at the most risk. But – we're talking LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis does have the injury history, but LeBron James is a freak of nature. He's been yeah. injured, like, once. Like we've said a million times on the podcast, he was created in some kind of laboratory. Like a mad scientist put this perfect human specimen into, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to baseball. Uh, a lot of these awards uh, are starting to be announced, the finalists at least. Uh, we're going to go through this quickly and just kind of give names. Uh, some of them uh, you're going to know. Uh, some of them I didn't know um, a couple of them because mm-hmm. I don't really watch Seattle baseball. 
that much and because I paid so much attention to Indians baseball and they only played like 10 of the 30 teams, the other 29 teams or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so AL Rookie of the Year, you got Christian Javier. He's a starting pitcher from the Houston Astro- Astros. Uh, he actually Asterix. got asterisk. Yeah, I, was, I meant to say that. Then you have Kyle Lewis, an outfielder for the Seattle Mariners, mm-hmm. or Lu- Luis Robert, uh, an outfielder for the Chicago White Sox. And in the NL, you got Alec Bohm, a third ba- the third baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies, Jake Cronenworth, shortstop for the San Diego Padres, and Devin Williams, uh, who is a relief pitcher for Milwaukee, did win a relief pitcher of the month award this year. Uh, if I had to pick out of those, uh, Luis Robert had a really good season, and so did Cronenworth. So I, would probably, mm. I think that might be who take, takes it. Uh, if I'm if I'm talking <coughs> AL Rookie of the Year, um, this is where I'm gonna write in. I know what you're about to vote. Say. It's Randy Arozarena from yeah, the Rays. Yeah. I mean, he broke all the records in the postseason for a rookie. How is he not in Rookie of the Year? It's, they're not gonna go off the postseason. I promise you. I know, uh, I know they, they should. They should because it, it is really should be about when when it matters, but they aren't going to. Uh, sorry, I, I was just going to say for AL Rookie of the Year, if I can't write him in, I would take Kyle Lewis and I would take Alec Bohm from Philadelphia. They both had fantastic seasons. Obviously, I did not watch them as much as I watched Luis Robert. Luis Robert was yeah, fantastic because we, we got to see him. But obviously, from watching highlights, ESPN Sports Center, uh, not plugging ESPN, but that's what people watch. Okay, so AL Manager of the Year, we have Kevin Cash, our guy that came from the Indians, went down to Tampa Bay, my second team. Then we have Charlie Montoyo from the Royals, and then we have Rick Renteria. Renteria. Renteria, I think. Renteria from the White Sox. if we're not talking postseason, I would put Kevin Cash in there. If we're talking postseason, I would not put Kevin Cash in there because pulling Snell so you, you think in game six, it. pulling Snell in game six was the dumbest thing you could have done. You lost that World Series for Tampa and us uh, snowbirds that go down to Tampa. So going off the regular season, I think Kevin Cash should win it too because they yeah. were one of the best teams in baseball, not named the Los Angeles Dodgers, mm-hmm. who they ended up losing to in the World Series. But – I do think that recency bias may be a thing, and he is looked at right now as the most idiotic person in all the sports yeah, for no. pulling Snell in a closeout game in which he's only allowed two hits. Two hits? Two, yeah. Oh, they were up one zip. And then the guy you pull them, pull, that you pull them for immediately surrenders the lead. Uh, uh, without a doubt, just boneheaded call there uh but i do think he wins the award just because of uh who what they did this year mm-hmm. uh running away with the american league and things like that so uh nl manager of the year who are you taking uh uh david ross uh for the chicago cubs and i, I don't want to uh, and it's not even just because of that uh just it's his first year as full-time they were in a really bad spot early Mm-hmm. and battled back to make the playoffs. Now, I hate that they did that, and I hate that I got to sit here and say it, but I started thinking about it on the way here because I didn't know, and I knew we'd have to talk about who I'd pick, and I think it's him. I'm taking Don Madden. Think about the last decade, what the, the Marlins were the laughing stock 
of Major League Baseball. They were the <coughs> worst team in Major League Baseball. Everybody were like, oh, they got this new dome, you know, they have a fish tank right yeah, next they to They got it. that uh, blah, blah, blah. Statue yeah, and they suck. And, and they yeah. suck. What did Don Manningly do? He brought them to the AL, uh, ALDS. Yeah, ended up putting them in the playoffs this year. And I didn't even think about it, and you're probably right now. I'm going to give you your props. Mattingly's probably the answer. Miami started the COVID debacle. That is true, but I don't think I don't think Mattingly no, is I'm an not, old guy. I'm not he knocking was... him for it. I'm saying that they had to deal with coming back from that. Yeah. And they still made the playoffs. And – that's where I understand they did not have the whole 60-game season like most teams did. If you want to talk about a 60-game all-around manager, I'm taking uh, J.C. Tingler from San Diego. He had a lot of young players play very clutch this Yes, year. they were very clutch. But if you think about taking a team from bottom of the barrel, if you think about it, he's – Don Mattingly is doing right now what Kevin Stefanski is trying to do with the Cleveland Browns. Yes. I'm not saying we were the – I mean, the Browns are the laughing stock of the NFL, but we haven't been the bottom of the barrel. I mean, the Jets are the bottom uh, of the barrel. I'm not, I've looked at the Jets' schedule. I'm not sure they can win a game this year. No. The Jets are the bottom of the barrel. But Don Mattingly is pretty much doing what Kevin Stefanski is trying to do with the Cleveland Browns, and he succeeded to do that. And um, congrats to him. Derek Jeter, don't say that your players went out to went out in Atlanta to go pick up milk from a convenience store. Nine people went to get yeah. milk. No, they went to a strip club. They did not go out to get milk. That's a fact. Nine. This is not the 1918 or 1930s, whatever. They're not picking up milk. I mean, I mean, just we know what's going on. I mean, whatever. They 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 broke the rules. It happened. We they moved on and. Whether they didn't have that many less games than other people, and they were still able to go through a series of doubleheaders that nobody else had, yeah. and things like that to make up games and still make the playoffs. It was it was impressive to me. So I I will we'll give you your props, and Don Mattingly is probably the right answer. But moving on from Manager of the Year uh, into uh, one of the one of the most important awards, uh, at least I think in baseball, the Cy Young uh, in in the American League. Your finalists are. Shane Bieber, Kenta Maeda, and Hayan Jin Ryu. Uh, I hope I said that right. Uh, uh, this is probably the best way to say it. Uh, I don't even really need to go into Maeda and, and Ryu uh, because no, I feel like Bieber ran away with this. Yeah, early. there's no question. There's <laughs> no question Shane Bieber, AL Cy Young. I, I don't think anybody can question that. I mean, he won the Triple Crown. If um, I mean, if yeah, and if the Indians can consistently score three runs when he's on the mound, he would have been undefeated this year. Yeah. I mean, he is he is Corey Kluber if Corey Kluber had that even more clutch team. Yes. Uh, and it, it's and I love Corey Kluber, and I hate to say it. I love Corey, but uh, he, he's definitely fallen off a little bit. You want to get in the NL Cy Young? Yeah, we'll go to the NL Cy Young. Uh, former Indian Trevor Bauer, Hugh Darvish from the Texas Rangers, and Jacob DeGrom from the New York Mets. Is it weird to think that I think that the Indians, uh, two, the two Cy Young winners are going to be uh, who the Indians traded away last year, uh, their ace that they traded away last year, and then the guy that took over for them this year? Yeah, um, I was going to say no question. Did 
any of you watched Trevor Bauer pitch this Ridiculous. year? He was fantastic. He looked like Trevor Bauer if last year never happened. He didn't have that breakdown throwing the ball in the center field out in Kansas City. Uh, yeah, so AL Cy Young, Shane Bieber, NL Cy Young, Trevor Bauer. That's not even me being a homer. That's just me watching baseball and knowing good pitching. You Darvish and Jacob DeGrom, don't get me wrong, they're fantastic. But you cannot compare them to Trevor Bauer. Just like you cannot compare the other two AL Cy Young winners to Shane Bieber. There's just no competition. Trevor, it's a fact. Trevor Bauer enters free agency this year, uh, this offseason, and it's probably going to be the one, one of the most entertaining free agencies I've ever seen. I don't like him on Twitter going and, like, asking his Twitter followers to tell him which, t- which yeah, city to I, go to I'm and check big, out the team. That's just dumb. I'm not a big fan of that. But that's but Trevor I do, Bauer. I do, I do, I am interested to see his video, uh, like, vlogs of, like, the the process and stuff like that. I yeah. want to, like, he's not going to give us phone numbers or names of people he's talking to until the end and things like that. But I, I, I do want to see, because he said he's going to do it a little differently. Uh, and then the final award, I'm going to go ahead and let you announce it, uh, the MVP award. Okay, the MVP award, AL MVP, is Jose Abreu, DJ LeMahieu, and Jose Ramirez. NL MVP is Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Manny Machado. I'll let you answer this first, Brendan. Uh, give me Ramirez in the AL and give me Freeman in the NL. And you stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> really? Because, I, I don't know, I think Ramirez just had that... He had a hell of a second half of the season. He didn't start super great, uh, but he was unstoppable uh, towards the end of the season. Just every game, Jose was the reason the Indians were winning and anytime they won. And then Freeman led the Braves to one of the most prolific offenses we've ever seen in baseball. He took him to the NLCS. And took him to the NLCS and yeah. almost beat, beat the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked Freddie Freeman. I respect the, that he wears – that he wears long sleeves even when it could be 110 degrees because his mom had skin cancer and he 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 puts sunscreen on and then wears the sleeves and he covers his entire body and he's just a stand-up guy you can't you can't knock a guy like that uh his presence on the field off the field fantastic uh his batting his fielding you can't beat him i wish he was on the indians but where could we put him yeah exactly and all right, my man, it is time, finally, this day in sports history. What do you got for me? All right, we're going to keep this very quick. This day in sports history, November 3rd, 1989, Lou Piniella replaces Pete Rose as the Reds manager after Pete Rose, who was banned forever for life from baseball because he was betting on his own team to win games. He wasn't shaving points. He wasn't throwing games. He was saying, my team is this good that I'm going to put money on him. He did it stupidly that he did it under his own name. He could have hired other people, done stuff like that. But, hey, that's none of my business. That's, I mean, it's crazy to think about. Like, because if once you boil it down, really, is it that bad? Uh, no. He's it, it's up to him at this point to go do the work, right? Yeah. He, he goes and bets on himself. It's up to this point. Uh, it's up to him to go get his team to do the work. Right? Yeah. So, like, I, I'm all for give, giving him, removing that and putting him in the Hall of Fame because he's undeniably one of the best ever. I mean, here's the thing. He had a 303 batting average, 4,256 hits as a player. Don't put him in the Hall of Fame as a manager. Yeah. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as a pitcher, and that's something I – when I talk about the ships that I will go down with, I will go down 
with the Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame ship as a player. Look, I understand gambling on in sports, gambling in sports when you're on sports, or gambling on sports when you're in sports uh, is wrong, but it wasn't like he was shaving points like uh, longest yard, you know? Yeah, he wasn't Paul Crew. Yeah, he was like, this is my team. These guys are choice word awesome. I'm going to bet on these guys to win. Yeah, if he Essentially, was, he was betting on himself. If he was betting on point totals, it would be a problem. If he's going there and being like, hey, don't score here. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. But if I'm going to be like, look, my team's better than yours, we do it every day, right? Right. Hey, I bet you the Cowboys are going to beat the Browns. I uh, would have taken that. Yeah, man. you probably should have. But uh, think that's what I'm saying. That's essentially what he was doing. Hey, I bet you that the Reds are going to win this football, this baseball game, and then he's going to go manage manage them to a win. Yeah, uh, pretty much. He was just swinging big dong. Yeah, when he was really, saying right? that, like, right? He's this like, is my team, but, uh, yeah. So Pete Charlie Hustle Rose, I hope you get into the Hall of Fame soon before. I disrespect pass you. away, but it's disrespect to his playing career that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, Rob Manfred, if you had any sort of dignity and respect for the game, you would put Pete Rosen as a player in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to have a plaque in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. It's just a trophy. That guy? That yeah. guy? You, you want him to do something? The guy that said it's just a trophy. Yeah, it's just metal. It's just the commissioner's trophy. The Astros knew every single pitch that people were playing and they were throwing, and they banged on a drum. It's just, it's just metal. Well, well, Get out of well, here, if man. If they wouldn't have told us they cheated, we wouldn't have known. Uh, I wish yeah, Bud Sealy was still commissioner. <laughs> yeah, we did. But whatever, we're going to move on. Uh, that is the rest. Of, that is the end of the this episode of Any Given Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. What else you got for me, Ethan? You can follow me on Twitter at... ETH Simpson CGOD. You can follow me on Instagram at ETH Simpson. You can email me at ETH Simpson at gmail.com. Had to throw in that. There's a dot there. I said ETH dot Simpson. I thought you just said ETH Simpson. Maybe I'm not listening. Maybe I'm a little off. Had to throw it in there for yeah. good old sake. I jumped the gun a little bit. I mean, you can still have a great rest of your week, but uh, you need to follow me at BWRTLE on Twitter, B.Word52 on Instagram, Facebook.com. Uh, you could. Follow the podcast, facebook.com slash any given podcast, Twitter at podcast given, and Instagram any given podcast. Now I say it. Once again, you have a wonderful rest of your week. God bless, stay blessed, and put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame.